Hi, everybody. This is Cara Johnstad, voice visionary and founder of Voice Your Essence. And it's good to be back with you here today at the Voice Your Essence podcast with a fascinating theme, fascinating as an artist myself and also fascinating as a coach for so many of you out there. It's a theme that nobody actually wants to talk about. It's a subject that many people don't even want to deal with, but it comes up every single day again and again and again. And so the title of this week's Deep Share is How Much Do You Cost? A Guide to Finding Your Price as an Artist. So as songwriters, we know that there's much more to a song than black dots on a page and a few words that were put together. We breathe life into it. We color it with bits of our memories while writing it. We carry it for miles on tour, waiting for the next audience to share it with. It's the same with any piece of art. It arrives and lands on listening ears and an open heart and begs to be made into a work of art. Yet how do you learn to put a price tag on that work of art? Harder yet, how do you price it when the piece of art is not a painted magnet for a fridge or a piece of jewelry for a shop? These are all personalized art pieces that you might have done in a creative moment, and they can be sold in a gallery or added to your merchandise table. A CD has a given price. An MP3 download costs 99 cents at iTunes. Those are all kind of givens, but Artists don't struggle with setting a price on a hardcover CD. Artists struggle putting a number on the creative process. Artists are torn to name the price, the cost of a poem, a lyric, a melody. They struggle with pricing their artwork when it's connected directly to a very deep, very personal very emotional, creative process. They struggle being asked to sell their rights to charity organizations or sell half of their rights to a publisher that they don't know yet or sign over their rights to a label that they've never worked together with yet. What does it cost? As an artist, every single song you write and every concert that you're going to give is a love affair. That's a fact. It's a dance with the muses. All great artists know this. If not, you're just gigging out there. You're gigging as a musician, playing the standards, and even then, it's difficult to name your price. But as an artist, as a performing artist, and as a writer, every single time you do a reading of your work or you give a concert, it's a love affair. And you go into a dilemma when you're asked to lower the whole affair to the realms of contracts and business. Because secretly you fantasize that the people that are hiring you will feel how much lifeblood you've put into creating those gems, those poems and songs and melodies that will later be marketed into books and CDs and T-shirts and MP3s. That's your life energy. It's your soul signature. It's your essence, and your essence will become their products, their ticket sales for the concert, 
their house payments, their wife's new dress. You see, both of you are earning money in the deal, and you too will profit from the affair and be able to take care of your business at home, like paying the light bill and having the piano tuned. Putting a price tag on your work can be one of the strangest moments of self-realization. And it takes a lot of practice to feel comfortable giving a monetary value for something that is truly priceless. I ask you, can you put a price on the sunrise or a melody that's caught with the wind or an evening of laughter? Can you put a price on the song that you downloaded for 99 cents and listened to again and again and again and over again and again and again, learning every single word by heart? Is that really the value of an artist's work? What is the price to be paid for a room full of people with tears rolling down their cheeks and happy and full hearts when they walk out of your concert? What is the price to be paid for that concert ticket? What is the price to be paid for a brilliant piece of writing that takes the reader in and captures them and inspires them and, if we're lucky, touches them for many, many weeks, months, years to come. Time and time again, as an artist, you're going to be asked the question, so what do you cost? And most often the line that follows is, you know we don't have much budget. I'm always amazed with how budgets are drawn up and which priorities different contributors to the project receive. The lawyers involved, they get their monies. The caterer gets his money. The hotels get their money. And yet the musicians, the artists, the writers all seem to be the place where the production team saves money. It's a mistake. For it's exactly these people that carry a production forward. The singer, the writer, the musicians give soul to a project. They give a face to a project. And if the chemistry is right, the project will not only be successful, but those same artists will be plugging it in social media, sharing it with friends and rooting for its success and constantly, constantly carrying it with them every single place that they go. I have never seen the driver of the bus or the hotel or the caterer or the printer of the books and albums passionately push a project in social media or talk about it with friends. Never. The artist identifies personally with their work. And yes, when it comes to pricing, it is very, very personal. After all, the monetary value of art, unlike the manufacturing of kitchen cabinets or car repair, can't really be quantified by any set standard. Kitchen cabinets can be determined by the materials used, but a songwriter, a performer, an artist, how can you really set prices on breath and memory and laughter and tears? There are all kinds of prices on the market for artists and artwork, yet there is no perfect formula. And that's what makes it so tricky. It's so tricky to find where you feel comfortable. So here are a few of my helpful hints in this jungle called pricing. The first thing is plan ahead. Take time to make a basic price list for the products you offer. And if it's a new project, don't 
price things last minute. Because this often leads to prices landing way too low or even much too high depending on the current economic situation or your mood or even the seduction of gaining a bigger audience and getting some press attention. Concerts, books, events are all work. They take rehearsal time, prep time, time to carry them through. And the events that follow the album release or a book launch can be with you for many, many, many years. A writer knows that every book is a 10-year project. And for the songwriter, it's the same. It takes a couple of years to gather all the ideas, to create the setup. It takes a couple of years to implement and put it into practice and make the CDs. And then it takes a few years promoting it and promoting it and giving interviews and readings and concerts. And so we always set that at a 10-year, you know, more or less average that you are with each of the things that you create. So the trick is to find a golden middle. If you give a low pricing trying to do favors and think that you'll gain a following, you are totally wrong because you won't. The only people that will follow you are the ones that want something for free. And they're everywhere. That's not a big thing to play for a lot of people that don't pay money for your concerts. Fact is, just like the caterer and the hotel and the driver and the lawyer, you too have to pay utilities, insurances, and a myriad of other small items plus... What do you have that the driver does not have? Is that you need time for clearing your mind and creating before you can even deliver the service. Take writing a song, for example. It might take a couple hours to write a song or it might take five days. As an artist, you give a price on the project. But if it takes more rehearsals than you originally thought or if the book takes more days than planned, nobody's standing there giving the artist an extra check. Nobody. We give a price, and we not only have to deliver, we have to stand behind all that we do with our integrity and our name because our name is worth more than the sunrise or the butterfly. If you lose your name, you lose your business. So remember, never price too low. It's not fair to them, and it's not fair to you. You will not be respected. So I want you to find a fair price that feels comfortable and stick to it. So this week we're going to do exactly that. It's called the Know Your Price Exercise. So I want you to get out a piece of paper. You can put this podcast on pause if you want. Get out a piece of paper and a pen. Step one is sit down with yourself and that pen and paper. Don't uh, get all fidgety. I want you to take time to go from that beautiful space of creative flow and begin to think more structured like a business person. Yes, it's important. It's a self-love exercise. It's going to empower you. You are valuable. Your work is valuable and it's going to give you strength to know your price. So after you have sat down and you find a nice place to be, Maybe you have a tea next to you or a coffee. This should be a moment of celebration. This is a big one. Step two, I want you, it's one of the hardest moments for everybody that I coach, I want you to make a list of all your costs that you have. I want you to think about it. I want you to write the cost of your home, whether you're paying rent or house payments, 
utilities, which is electricity, water, heating, garbage pickup, phone. You might have a landline and a cell phone. Maybe you have only a cell phone. What are your phone bills? Your insurances, health insurance, home insurance, legal insurance. Retirement plan. Yes, we do need one. We might not be able to stand on stage and sing with 90 years old. And the very sad thing is that many musicians and performers and writers that I know don't even have a plan. They're not able even to have a plan. And they're struggling all the time. And we want to have you leave that reality behind and start owning your worth. Now put a price on your computer system. Nowadays it's very rare not to have some kind of computer. What does that cost you when you need to buy it, when you need to to buy programs for it? And then you have your instrument. Piano, guitar, voice. The better your instrument, the better you sound. As singers we invest in coaches and the body and food and body work so we can keep ourselves fit. The Steinway in the living room, what does it cost? The guitar and amp, is it thousands? Write it down. And remember here to think about the piano tunings, the guitar strings, maybe even the cost for the rehearsal rooms, the dehumidifiers, the cables. It's all part of having an instrument. And then you have the price for repairs. At some point you have to maybe rebuild a piano or fix a broken cable or repair your laptop. And then you have work investments. What does it cost to create a demo, a homepage, press kits, invest in new CD productions? What does it cost? Write it down. Oh, I can tell maybe you're fidgeting already. You actually want to run away to the Himalayas. But this is the moment of truth to really start knowing your price. First of all, your price, and then later your price that you're going to say to all these people that keep on asking you, what do you cost? Okay. Another price that you might have is coaching. Just like a top athlete needs a coach, artists are wise when they work with top coaches so that they can stay fit. Whether you have a coach for voice, for writing, or for business matters, good coaches are worth their weight in gold. Once you have all those prices written down, and all the time you can pause this podcast so that you have time to write. The article you're going to find at karajansta.com, it's there in the blog section. So once you've set those prices, you can also think of assistant wages. You have people that help you run social media campaigns or do your bookkeeping. Maybe you have a tax guy in there while you're out there in front of the audience or in your meetings. And maybe you also have musicians that you're paying in studio or on stage, arrangers that you're paying, orchestrators that you're paying, studio costs that you're paying. Yeah, these are assistant wages or, or people that you have to take care of. They're part of your team. And the next thing to write down is all the professional services that we pay for, services such as ASCAP or GEMMA, yearly fees for being part of professional communities. There's a myriad of these communities. It's just amazing for me how many how many costs we sometimes have. You know, $5 here, $10 there, $100 there, and it all adds up. And we need them all. So... We also have office supplies. We are running a business. And as a musician, you're not only 
breathing in and out air. You have to put these things into form. So what does it cost the ink for your printer, your paper, your pens, your pencils, your erasers? What does it cost? Maybe you need a stapler, right? You need all these things in the office that just, it's amazing. Um, but they always have to be there. Paper clips, crazy. But they have to be there, okay? Biggest one is, I think, for most writers and most songwriters is really paper. Music paper, note paper, normal paper, paper for printing. And now we have transportation. Plane and train tickets, gas for the car, taxis to get you to and from a concert, from the airport, monthly bus passes. Write it down. And yes, guess what, you guys? You need to eat. And there are very few singers that I know that can survive on junk food. So performers and artists, people that are working with their spirit and their mind and their body, they need high-quality food. You see, this list is, is getting pretty long, but this is the truth. We are truth tellers. We are truth seekers. And we dare to get out of the illusion of, oh, being an artist is so cool. Because we are just trying to, to sense what it means to have an answer to that question. How much do you cost? You know, we're on a low budget, so how much do you cost? And now you have the next thing, clothes. Contrary to popular beliefs, artists are asked to wear clothes while working. It is true. And yes, we need stage garb that is comfortable and still looks good. So we need that. Again, we're not probably, if we're trying to get to know our price, we are probably not being hired by Disney to play Cinderella in a dress that they provide. We probably are out there doing it and needing to put on some clothes to wear to walk in front of a few hundred people when we sing our songs. So what do these clothes cost you? And then you have health and beauty because our body is our instrument and we have to stay in balance to work and to write. And we're asked to really do a lot of things, from meetings to tours to concerts. We have to stay in balance. So what does that health and beauty cost? Do you need to get a massage once in a while when you've been sitting too long in a car? Maybe once in a blue moon you need a haircut, some vitamin pills. All of these things cost money. So write it down. Write down everything you can think of. And the last thing is that people seem to forget when they see artists out on the road. Or people seem to forget when they're negotiating prices with us, that just like the banker and the baker and the director and the producer, we too have families that we support. We have children that we educate, and we too support society, not only with our music and art, but by creating great families that also need all of the above. They also need food, and they also need clothing, and they also need all these other things. So this is also part of your price. Believe me, when a banker gets paid his monthly salary, he has enough money to also pay for his family. And when a plumber gets paid, he is also thinking in his head that he has to take his girlfriend out to dinner once in a while. So don't forget your family in this whole equation. Because it's not just about those two hours on concert. It's about finding your price 
where you feel comfortable and where you can live balanced. So step three is the big moment of truth. This is kind of the moment where you start to realize, wow, I'm doing a lot out there and I have a lot of costs. Almost all artists are freelancers and they have no guarantee for work hours per week. They have no employer that gives them a vacation or takes care of the insurances. They might work 10 hours or 60 hours. It is not a 9 to 5 job. Artists work odd hours. Artists are on the road. Artists work in various conditions. Some are very, very nice and some are very, very tough. To get out of the hour for dollars game, you really need to know your needs. I'm empowering you to get out of the hour for dollars game and to start to really think bigger. So the third step to this process of being able to name your price is step three to find, first of all, a day price. So you've added up all your costs that you have each month. All right. And I know this gets to be very uncomfortable in the beginning. It's a very tough exercise because artists, we do what we love and we love what we do. So how can you put a price on love? How can you put dollar signs on your passion? How can you put a dollar sign on a feeling that this is your destiny? We have found what we love and we're willing to let it kill us. Now this would be no problem if our society took care of the artists, but they don't. There is not a lower rent for artists. The insurance rates are the same insurance that a plumber pays. So come on, get with it. Rise to the challenge. I promise you doing this exercise will free you inside. So add up all your costs and expenses. The basic price is going to differ for each and every human being on planet Earth. Some songwriters live in cabins in the hills. Others may be based out of London. You are looking for a price that is in alignment with you. Now remember that. You're not going into comparison. You're not comparing yourself to other people because it gets to be very tiring. There are a million, million songwriters that are going to work for free and other ones are going to be standing on stage for 15000 for 20000 It's a huge, huge array. You are looking for a price that is in alignment with you. So the first thing I want you to do is to get to not only a monthly price, but you need to get to a day price because most people are hiring you either by the day or by the hour. So I want you to take that monthly price, multiply it by 12, and now you're going to divide it by 11. And why 11? The reason why is because, you guys, we also need a vacation once in a while. Okay? So... I want you to multiply the monthly price by 12, divide it by 11, and now take that monthly price and divide it by 22 days. You can also divide it by 20 days. The thing is, you're allowed to have weekends off. And if you perform on the weekends, you can take Monday and Tuesday off. It's called being a human being, okay? So we are allowed to have a little bit of time for family and friends and reading books and getting inspired. So once you have that... 
you have a day price. Now step five is then to get that day price into also an hourly price. So you take that day price divided by eight hours and then you can start having a basic hourly wage to calculate your basic prices for small projects. Now I remind you because many artists seem to forget because they're so identified with love and passion that they kind of forget that they're working professionals out there. So if you're a professional, you deserve a professional wage. And I don't want you to use the absolute minimum wage that is out there because you're a professional. So just think about this. This is your absolute minimum. The U.S. Department of Labor Occupational Labor Statistics lists the mean hourly wage of performers and singers. This is the, you know, the basic minimum, 38 51 per hour. Okay? We're looking at, let's say about $40 an hour is the mean hourly wage of performers, singers, producers, directors. I want you to use this as a starting point for figuring out your hourly wage. Don't ever go below this. You now have a basic, absolute minimum hourly price. And you also have a day price. Okay? So again, to get at your day price, you basically take your monthly price and then you divide it by 20 to 22 days. I normally take 22, so you have some weekends there, and then you have your day price. When you divide it by 8, you have an hourly price. But don't ever, ever, ever go below the mean hourly wage set for performers and singers. So... As you see, we've worked very fairly and arrived at a basic standard wage. And now because I empower you to go into abundance and not lack, I just want you to double it so that when drought hits, you're still going to be doing well. Double it so that you're really relaxed when the inflation hits. Double it in case some crazy person hires you and they forget to pay you or they don't pay you or they go bankrupt. Or there, are, there are so many stories out there. You don't need to triple it because then you're not being fair to the other side. Just double it, okay? Just double it and feel good with who you are and what you are. Now step six in this process is I want you to practice speaking it. You might have landed at 3000 a day. You might have landed at $1,000 a day. You might have landed at $400 a day. You might have landed at $299 a day. Wherever you landed with your costs, with your rent, with your utilities, with your level of instruments that you've invested in, I want you to practice saying that number. Hi, I cost $500 a day. Hi, I cost $3,000 a day. Hi, I cost $10,000 for this project. I want you to practice speaking in dollars, in money. Feeling relaxed and high. The coffee costs three fifty. High. I take a thousand for the concert. High. The coffee costs three fifty. High. I take five thousand for that film. High. The coffee costs three fifty. High. I take fifty thousand for that collaboration. That's how natural it's got to become. Wherever your price is, there's no good and bad. It's where you feel comfortable. That's the only way you're going to be working well and then to double it. Wherever you feel comfortable, 
Now, step seven is to take these different situations that you're going to have and to create a basic price list in your head. I want you to think of the different products and different situations where you're getting paid, and I want you to have a basic price list. When someone calls and asks you, what do you cost? You have a price. Think about it. Think about the basic price for a concert. How many rehearsals do you normally have for writing out material, for arranging, for driving to the venue, for driving home at night? A concert is not just a two-hour gig like many people would like you to believe. So the same thing is with writing. Sketch out the time that it's going to take you to read through material, to schedule the meetings, to send in the drafts, to rewrite the drafts, to edit, to take a break, to clear your head, to go back to your desk, and then arrive at your price. And this is the same, basically. It's a general price. You can have a price list for these things. So artists are not industrialized machines. Our gift is the human touch. Our gift is the soul. Our gift is our strong and authentic voice. A club can also run a playlist through the speaker system and sell their drinks. Or they can commit to artistry and create concerts and hire a band. A collaborative project can work with low-budget volunteers and students. Or they can honor professionals that are going to take their project onto a much higher level. So this is my tip to remember. See, this is the way that I stay free in my head to be so highly productive and to do so many creative things and coach so many people. Anytime I have to leave my studio, anytime I need to travel, I work only with day prices. I do not do hours for dollars. Day prices and package prices. This is the only way you can be free in your head to create big things. Now, so the last step in this process, once you have your price, it's always going to be to negotiate or not to negotiate. And this is a tough one because most people in business are used to negotiating everything. Right? They're, they're trying to get the best deal on their telephone. They're trying to get the best deal on yeah the used car that they're trying to buy for their son's second girlfriend. They're trying to negotiate um, Best Buy and wheel and deal. You know, maybe they can find something on eBay. So step eight is, are we going to negotiate our price? Are we not going to negotiate? Are we going to negotiate the price? Or are we going to take the work to get clear with what we need and then just keep that energy clear? Now, this is, this is such a, a fascinating moment of revelation. Just like it feels strange to navigate the landscapes of setting prices, it also is really a moment of awakening when the person who called you for your services and maybe they've wined and dined you and they've really said how important you are and they want to work with you, when suddenly the, the mood of the moment shifts when it comes time to set the price for the project. And I often compare negotiating contracts with eating out or other real-world things like we do, like ordering coffee at a local diner. It's odd, but it keeps me playful. And what I say to my clients 
And what I say to myself after years of dealing with this icky subject of pricing, I say a strong voice has a clear price. And there's a joke in the music scene which goes like this. What's the difference between a terrorist and a singer? And the answer is, of course, everyone says, I don't know. And the answer is, you can negotiate with a terrorist, but you cannot negotiate with a singer. And there's some truth to this. And the reason is because singers, singer-songwriters, and I would even go as far as saying dancers and painters and everything, but singers, singer-songwriters carry their ideas, their voice, their spirit within their body, flesh and blood. It's not an old car that you're selling down the block via eBay. It's you. And it's very, very intimate. The moment you are able to name a price that feels comfortable for you, for your lifestyle, for where you're at, for the amount of time and energy you have, you are free inside. You are free not to land in the bidding war and become a carpet on a bazaar in Kabul. I know that in the business world, it's normal to negotiate and underbid and wheel and deal. But in the artist's heart, it is not. So what I'm always surprised is when these people are dealing directly with artists, if we would have managers wheeling and dealing, they would also have higher prices because we have to pay the managers percentages of what we earn. So in the end, ask me, really ask me, seriously, why Producers come, club owners come, deal directly with artists. They don't have any manager to pay in between. And they still want to drop and cut 30, 40, 50% off of prices. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Fact is, I want you all to work from abundance and not lack mindset. Truth is, if we name a price and it's undercut, we feel cheapened, not valued. And it's disrespectful. It may not be the intention of the person hiring us, but the truth is they are not respecting the situation. Twist and turn it as you might. They are trying to cut things off of your price and get the same quality of goods delivered. And when you stand tall and proud, the same people that have wined and dined you and have said that you're very, very important, they look at you and say, you know what, I can get it cheaper somewhere else. Ask yourself this, would you walk into a coffee shop and ask for coffee and then try to pay only half? Would you go to a lovely restaurant for an enjoyable meal and proceed to tell the restaurant that you need to have the same five-course meal freshly prepared for 30% less? Seriously, would you even begin to negotiate with your lawyer and his hourly prices? How about this? Your beloved reads to you a poem and sings to you the most beautiful melody and you dig into your pocket and throw him some coins. Pricing is torture for most artists. They often prefer to live in poverty and run from the situation than to be humiliated with dealing with all these contracts and door deals and payments that come much too late. You know, the reason I love eating in a restaurant is that there are clear prices. And if you don't have the money, you either go to a fast food joint or you order the soup. You don't try to get the same meal for less money. 
You go clothes shopping, it's the same thing. The t-shirt says $25, you know it's $25. You don't try to start telling the shop owner, guess what? I would like to pay less for this nice t-shirt. Crazy. The restaurants have done their homework. The gas station did their homework. The hotel reception did their homework. The clothing store has done their homework. And now I want you to do your homework. Know your price. When the person hiring us respects the price, the artist is happy. Happy. Totally beyond thrilled. Not to think about running after monies and negotiating. And now, guess what, you guys? Most artists I know, they're giving 150% and more to that project. Most artists I know because they're simply respected and listened to. They work overtime without any demands for that project. Yet if the person hiring starts a conversation with trying to cut the price and fit you into their budget, I will tell you personally, out of all my years' experience, the best response is to show them the door. Again, they've not figured out what you're really about. Because you're not in a situation as an artist, as a work-for-hire gig somewhere in the back room, playing standards on your guitar when nobody's listening. You're out front. You're carrying this show. So if they haven't figured out what you're about and they start wheeling and dealing with your price, they don't really want you. And the, the amazing thing is that sometimes they risk it for only a hundred bucks. And it's an insult. And yet nobody really names it. So many artists are saying, yeah, but that's, that's the business. You got to take it. Do you? That's abusive. It's my personal experience that when we compromise our prices as an artist, we weaken our creative flow and output. We feel disrespected. If we are disrespected with payments being on time, our heart closes and our voice follows. Money is energy. My advice is know your price. Know your valuable. Make it a fair price for everybody and then stick to it. If you give your time, your rights, your work away, let it be for people who really, really get you, who are ready to go the extra mile for you, who really see you, see your worth, and want to work together. If they want to work together, honest to God, it's not about a hundred bucks more or less. So brave hearts rise with the challenge and arrive at a place deep within of peace. Don't waste any creative energy on those people that treat you like a commodity. Be clear with money. For you need all the energy you have to stay healthy and in flow, building your business, working with a great team of people, and giving your very best back to our world. I wish you continued success out there, finding your place in all things. If you'd like to have the podcasts, the articles, upcoming concert news, and news on the training programs that we are developing here at Voice Your Essence, delivered straight into your inbox, simply come to carajohnstead.com, opt-in, and I will get you your free gifts off in the blink of an eye. If you are out there on social media, I would love to stay connected with you. Come join me on facebook.com slash 
Voice Your Essence, or facebook.com slash official. That's my official singer-songwriter visionary page. Voice Your Essence is a community page. And I'm also on Twitter, Google, LinkedIn, and having a fabulous time over on Pinterest, where I am currently uploading new um, excerpts from the upcoming Karasutra book on voice. So you're welcome to leave comments and connect with me all over the place. That's the beauty of how we are changing the world and staying strong as artists and being clear with all the gifts that we have to give back to our world. Okay, until the next time, I wish you a fabulous week. Stay gold. Bye-bye. Across miles and know that you are there It's an amazing gift To call you up and know that you care As if no time has gone by As if all the years and months have dissolved This far, an unconditional love, so pure. I cry, I laugh. I'm another happiness.
blessed to have you in my life. 